0: The donut bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-I and mention I sent you. So the Steelers off season, or the or the the dead period of the NFL off season, lasted like a week or two. That's it. That's yeah. there was maybe a week. I mean, I know like in May or June or something like that, there'll be some dead period or something like that. But really, we're talking twenty. There's no there's no real dead period. We're talking football all season long, all year long. I, I love it. Um, well, so okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think I, you picked a great day to do the podcast today because as we're doing this, you know, the franchise tag deadline is coming up here. Um, and, you know, one of the guys you and I have been talking about for a while, Lamar Jackson got franchise tagged in Baltimore, and I don't think that's going to go over well um, at all. So um, that just came down what, about an hour ago. So yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting because there's a couple guys out there that, you know, one, one I believe you brought up the last time we talked, Joe, Orlando Brown Jr. from Kansas City did not get the tag. So he's out there. But if uh, we, we're about to see how good Omar Khan is, because if Omar Khan can bring Orlando Brown Jr. here at a twenty two point four million hit. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how he could work it, <laughs> but I think everybody would love it. That would be
0: amazing. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, but I think more realistically, a guy I, I really like, and I think fits the system is, is Ben Powers from the Ravens. Um, I was surprised they didn't you know, get a deal done with him. He's a left guard. Um, and let's be honest, uh, Dotson beat out Kendrick green who that, you know, pretty good chance you and I could have beat out Kendrick green. Uh, and you know, Dotson had 15 penalties and allowed four sacks last year. Uh, ben Powers, Gave up one penalty all last year, zero sacks. His price tags much more affordable. I'd love I'd be ecstatic if the Steelers were able to bring Ben Powers from the Ravens here.
0: Interesting. I wonder if they will uh, do any any free agent moves with uh, offensive linemen. That would be interesting. I I, I know I mean that my, my my question was gonna be what's their biggest need, and I think upgrading the offensive line is such a big need. Um I think they're okay with Mason Cole at center and with Daniels at right guard, but other than that, you could upgrade from Chooks at right tackle and and uh, Dotson at left guard and 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 definitely Dan Moore at left tackle. You could get you could get way better than that. So you
1: could, and I think it's got to be like talking like we're talking now. I mean, they got to be sitting there looking at draft board, saying, "Well, who do we think we can get in the draft?" Um, but you know, when you, I think a lot of times Kenny Pickett changes the whole thing too, right? You have a, a guy that's second year quarterback, you got to protect him. Do you really want to protect him with a bunch of rookies? Right? So maybe you get a guy in a draft, yeah, for depth. But you know, I think if we know the Steelers are never big players in the, in the free agency, they'll make a player or two here. But Ben Powers is the kind of guy uh, that would be a big move. Uh, I think the Steelers, if they're going to contact or try to go after somebody, it's got to be what you and I've talked about in this podcast for a couple of weeks now. Defensive line or offensive line. Uh, ben Powers is the guy I think they could go get. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, they have to upgrade. They have to do something in the defensive line. They have to do something in the offensive line, and they also have to do something at in inside linebacker. Uh, so, um, and at safety, if they don't bring back Charles Edmonds. So, oh, oh. and uh, and and cornerback, if they don't
1: bring back Cam Sutton, even if they do um yeah that's probably got to be one of the biggest ones joe is what's going to happen with cam sutton because if nothing happens by the draft then joey porter jr comes into the mix because we've talked about that i I still think we got to do that you know draft party at the at joey's house but um you know jpj he he ran a pretty good 40 uh on on sunday uh at the combine uh you know he's got to be a guy that's on their list i mean he might be a guy on their list even if they keep cam sutton joe um you know and uh But, yes, it's interesting to see what they do with safety. Uh, But I think this is why you'd hope to make somewhat of a splash here a little bit before the draft, so they at least know what they have and what they haven't thought. You know, and another guy, too, is Puna Ford on the Seattle Seahawks. Here's a guy, $9 million cap hit, very affordable for the Steelers to go get. 27 uh, years old, he had uh, 128 tackles last year. Eight sacks, 36 QB pressures. That's a guy that would really fit well on our defensive line. Um, and if you ask me for a dark horse, Leighton Van Der Esch doesn't look like him and the Cowboys are gonna get a deal done. He's on a one-year deal for two million. He can play middle linebacker and inside linebacker, and they need linebacker depth. Now here's he's 27 years old. He has he's coming off the best year of his of his career. Uh in a one-year, two million dollar deal. I mean, those are those are guys where uh, you know, I always say that Penguins fans always got that. As Pittsburgh, we get we get spoiled. Like the Penguins spoiled it for everybody. You know, they, they went out and got all these big names all those years. And what did it do, Joe? Not a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hosa. We can go right down the line. <laughs> um, Jerome you know, and um, Ginla.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, they,
1: and Gimla, I mean, I was like, they had to peel me off the ceiling when we drafted Jerome yeah. and Ginla. Like, yeah. I was like, we're winning the cup.
0: Well, um, yeah, it's like, it's a foregone um, conclusion. We, we won the cup and then what happened? Yeah, no. so.
1: Um, so like a hey, Orlando Brown jr. Yeah. But I mean, so gonna cost us so much money. So yeah, I mean, they can pick up a few of those guys and then you looking at the draft, right? So then where do we, where do we pick and, and, and choose and, and add depth to that draft? But uh, yeah, um, they need a couple kids. And I really think that maybe some of those defensive backs don't forget our special teams was lousy last year. Um, kickers fine, but we need a new punter Then you can get that, you know, you can address that probably somehow, you know, to draft a punter. God help us if we draft a punter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've done it before. Um, but, I mean, just some better, better tackling on special teams too. Um, so that's where you can pick up some of those guys in the later rounds that maybe might help add to that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of holes for the Steelers to fill. A lot of
0: holes, and this is really the first – offseason for Omar Khan. So we'll see how differently he does things. Uh basically with Colberts, they would try to fill all of those all of their needs like through free agency or something like that. And then in the draft, you know, just hopefully, you know, just draft for depth or something like that or 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 whatever, but but already have a starter in place. So we'll see what Omar Khan does.
1: Um, yeah, that might be the most interesting thing because a you got to see what he does. Then b you know maybe a year from now we're sitting here saying, well, how did he do? You know, because really you can't you know yeah. give too much of a grade anytime in the next couple of months. Right. Um, you know, maybe by week eight we're looking and saying, hey, you know what he did last spring? It's working or it's not working. But yeah, a lot of pressure on him, and that's again. Do you have, when you're looking at it from Omar Khan's perspective, are you does he feel pressure like okay, I'm the new GM. This is my first time. We're gonna go out and get Orlando Brown, and figure out how to do it, make that big, big splash that we're not used to seeing. Or, like I said, does he does he kind of pick and choose and you know punch and move a little bit with some of these other guys that are a little bit lower on the scale, but good quality players?
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I I've heard it said that there was no way that Colbert would have made that Chase Claypool trade. Yep. and we saw how well that worked out. So, hey, that's cool. Maybe you know somebody somebody new trying new things, different things. That's 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 perfect. Uh I also wonder how the draft is going to go when you have pick 17 32, I think 49 and something else for 80 something. something.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. something like
0: that, you know. Maybe I don't I don't know about trading up, but but trading back might be a, an option, you know, get maybe Good. go back a few spots and get an extra draft pick or something. I don't I don't know.
1: It could be it could be really interesting. I mean, you're already seeing a couple of you know teams already saying that they're gonna do this and they um was it the uh, was it the Bears that are willing to like trade a couple things away to give away the first pick and you know, um I don't know, which I find comical because the Bears must be really bad. I mean, bad. I, it, they took Chase Claypool, and uh, you have Fields saying that he doesn't want to be really play there anymore or unless they build a dome, and I'm like, <laughs> you got to get me. Bro, <laughs> there's
0: not dome in Chicago. Go on, man. <laughs> dome in Chicago.
1: Um, Yeah, uh, it's just the Bears are in just a bad way. Um But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting to see. I think another thing, jo- Joe, they got to figure out a way to sign Alex Highsmith. Uh, that's a guy. Um, I don't like the Bud Dupree comparisons. We've yeah, what is into. that? I, I think it's just the state of it. Like, well, Dupree was a linebacker, and he had that one great season. And the Steelers have, despite what anyone to say about Tom Colbert, he has made a lot of deals over the years where he let guys go that some people thought he should have kept, and he was right, and fans were wrong, that Bud Dupree being a big one. Um, but I think Highsmith is, keeps on showing – each year he keeps improving, uh, and he's a guy I definitely think y- you'd like to bring back. We don't we don't have the ability to lose a guy like that a linebacker, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you got to You got to sign him. I just thought it was really curious that that Bud Dupree got released by uh, by Tennessee. People are like, bring him back.
1: No. Okay, no.
0: but how is that going to
1: work? As he a, had a backup, he had maybe? a great senior year at Kentucky, which is why everyone got on him and drafted him. He ran a great combine. Then when he got the money, he was like, okay, I got him done. You know? Then his Steelers, he stunk. he stunk. He's like, oh, wait, it's a contract year. I better play well. You know, so
0: It took him five years to be good. I mean, go well, on. Yeah, he had four in. crappy years in one good year, and he cashed in. like. Yeah. yeah. The dude, the dude only shows up when he's about to get paid. Like, okay, right. good for you. But, but yeah. I mean, Hey, and then, and, 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 okay. Hey, if you want to come in for some really low deal and be a backup, cool. he'd be an ideal backup. But yeah. other than that, no, I want Highsmith. Highsmith. Highsmith looked really good last year.
1: Yeah. Which is, that's why there's teams out there. Like I was a little bit surprised the Cowboys didn't do anything with Leighton Vander Esch. A good talent, affordable guy. And they don't have the linebacker depth. He's, Either after Mika Parsons, so um, yeah, go get a guy like that. Let let the Cowboys sign Bud Dupree; they can have him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, um. yeah. It's it's just now's the fun time for me, like watching what they're gonna say, looking at the looking at the combine scores because I I still feel like the combine says a lot, but it also can overstate what you can and can't do. Uh, one guy that had a pretty bad combine was wide receiver Keishawn Booty. Butte, which that's a fun name to say, um, he did terrible at the combine, but his, I mean, if they were still as were able to grab him in a later round, like the third or fourth round, it, it, the upside of him is just tremendous. Um, you know, he had Jamar Chase numbers at LSU and without, uh, without a great quarterback there. So uh, he's a guy that's interesting. Parker Washington, a uh, kid out of Penn state another kid that's, um, you know, kind of hanging loose there. And He's a guy you can't draft him as a split end. He's a slot guy completely. But I feel like a guy like that might be a perfect fit for a guy like Kenny Pickett because who's a young quarterback looking for? He's looking for that slot guy. I like my slot guy, and and Parker Washington's a phenomenal slot receiver. It's all he could ever be. Uh, that could be a good marriage. Um, and then the, pit, the defensive lineman out of Pitt, uh, he's having a tremendous uh, combine. Uh, his draft stock's rising. I mean, I could see the Steelers taking a taking a shot at him too. Um, and he had a great uh, senior junior year at Pitt.
0: They're comparing him to Aaron Donald.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Well, again, right here we go. Um, is he quite Aaron Donald? No. Um, I guess we'd be too cocky Aaron and say there's no way. You never want to say no way, at least not yet. But yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> his his he does have what the Steelers are missing at the defensive line. His first one or two steps, I mean, holy crap. He's like a receiver coming off the line. He's so quick. He's going to draw penalties and everything. It's just, um, again, he's kind of a late bloomer. So uh, we'll see what the Steelers do. I just, we're probably at fault because, right, we we watch these things. The draft is such a big deal now. They have parties in cities. Um, by the way, they got to get in here in Pittsburgh because we're going to go. I mean, that's just going to be too much fun. That might um, be fun. Oh, God, yeah. Um, But it's like everybody put so much stock into this when So many years ago, nobody even cared. You know, it's like the draft was on ESPN and ESPN 2. Now it's this massive production, and I think everybody buys into it. And, you know, as a player, you can just kill yourself or, you know, be the new hero after just, you know, one good Combine.
0: I loved those days when it was just on a, it was all on, like, I think every round was on a Saturday. Maybe it was yeah. like, maybe the later rounds were on a Sunday or something like that. That was so much fun. Those are the best days. I remember that. Like it started at like noon. It was, oh man, that was so much fun.
1: i taught tell my wife, I'd be like, you know, that day just don't, you know, that's going to be oh. me, a bag of chips and order a pizza, you know, just oh. watch where these so guys Many go.
0: memories. So many yeah. memories of those. Yeah. Just, just oh, those were the most fun. It was always it always seemed like it was like rainy or crappy weather outside too on those Saturdays in April.
1: Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're always ho- and you're always like, there's the local kid you know. Like I remember Larry Fitzgerald being out there, and I, I still this day feel Larry Fitzgerald got robbed of the heisman when he should have won it. <clears> I mean, that still bugs me. Him and Randy Moss are the two best collegiate receivers I ever saw. Ah, uh, Keyshawn Johnson's up there too, but I think he's behind those two. Uh, it's like, man, could you imagine Keyshawn Johnson with the Steelers? But at the time they really didn't have a need for Keyshawn or uh, for Larry Fitz. But oh my God! Um, yeah,
0: the 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 he was either the Pittsburgh Press or the Post Gazette would have a, 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 a two pages in their sports section of like every draft prospect and a like a little blurb about them. So it's like, Oh, I don't know who this is. It's like, Oh, let me go. Oh, that's the the third ranked defensive lineman or whatever. It's like, Oh my, Oh, it was so much fun. Those are, those are the days that was, that was so much fun. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I don't care about, you know, I get it. It's a, it's, it's a spectacle now, but at least do it, at least do more than the first round on one night on one day or something.
1: Yeah. I know. I want so much more. I'm
0: like, wait a minute. No more. No, get two or three rounds in. Yeah. Yeah. This um, but, uh, it it actually is going to really work in the Steelers' favor because they have that 30-second pick, which is the first pick of the second round. So after all the pomp and circumstance of the first round, teams will go back and they'll say, oh, my God, so-and-so is still available. Let me talk to the Steelers to see if we could do a trade and and, and something like that. So, you know, maybe the Steelers can really – get something at least uh, you know move back a little bit on that second round pick and get something really good or get some extra picks or something like that. So they're in a, they're in a really good position.
1: I believe the last time they they were able to draft this high in the second round they drafted maybe a Ziggy hood. I can't remember. Um but it's like you know um yeah I agree with you Joe because every time you look at page two on day two it's like man the Steelers aren't picking for like 30 more picks or right right yeah, you, pick, you know so it's like I, I,
0: I'd really like him but he's not gonna be there he's, right. he's not gonna be there yeah, yeah. I
1: think that, I think you're right that's a really great point because it's like you're in a catbird seat you're like okay here's what everybody did the first day you know here's some guys that we didn't think would be around that are around I mean it's you know and then like you said it, it, you got the Chiefs or you know the Seahawks or somebody calling you saying hey we'll give you blah 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 blah, blah and you know, um, it's just a, it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's almost more fun in the first round pick.
0: Yeah. 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 Who, yeah. Who knows how, how it's all going to go down. So, Oh yeah. And I think free agency really starts next week. So yeah, we're just, we're just all in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, it's almost like I'm just waiting for the, for the podcast we do to follow up on and see what we did or didn't do. Um, but I'm hoping it like we can do something. Um, you know, and yeah, it's, there's a lot of guys out there, but those are the guys that I would like that Ben Powers, Puna Ford. Uh, those are guys, you know, in in Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, any one of those three, I'd be over the moon.
0: They also have to decide what to do with Miles Jack. They do. Um, And he is making... He's his cap hit this year is eleven point two million, and I think he's on the last year of his deal. They gotta they gotta decide whether they want him or not, and uh, and if they do want him, maybe extend him or something. Uh, because there, I mean, you, he can't be making that much. I'm sorry, no, no, <laughs> especially, I think especially with the year he had.
1: If if they were to pull and draft a guy like Leighton Van Der Esch, it would be after determining the what they're going to do with him uh miles jack but miles jack quietly had a great year last year there was a good part of the year he was leading the league in tackles um you know so he had a a great year and and it was kind of nice because how many years in jacksonville did he take eat our lunch i mean he killed us a couple times um when he played for jacksonville so you know I, i agree with you uh if they sign him i'm happy with that um you know a reasonable price and and that you know keeps up that depth but Uh, I think that's what they got to look at. Like, Hey, we signed, we signed miles Jack, we signed high Smith. And of course we have TJ Watts. So, you know, at least the linebacker has some depth to it, but you're right. That inside linebacker spot, is just glaringly obvious. They need help there. Um, The linebacking, the draft, this draft, the linebackers is not great. It's okay. Once you get past the first five to six guys, it's pretty weak where, Uh, There's a lot of good safeties and a lot of good cornerbacks out there. It's a very good draft for defensive backs. So it be really interesting to see uh, if they take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, It almost seems like the way they talk, it's Joey Porter Jr. or Bust. Just because, like, the way they talk about him, it's like he grew up in the organization. You know, he was running around as a little kid, when Joey Porter was a player, he was, he was always hanging around when, you know, then Joey Porter became a coach. It's like they all already know him and would love That's Just a great story would love to, to have him be, be with them now. Yeah. I'm perfectly well, okay with that.
1: I, I am too. And obviously, you know, we're Pittsburghers, you know how it goes. Uh, you know, he, he had a great outstanding junior year with Penn state and that's what got him on everybody's radar. And of course he's Joey Porter's kid. Um, but the nice thing about JPJ is he's had very good years. Um, but I've, I've been, I was telling a lot of my friends, like, we need a backup plan though. Because like, you know, everyone's going to be like, if he goes early, everyone's going to be like, no, we didn't get Joey Porter Jr. Now what do we do? Well, yeah, heck, another good linebacker in the big 10 out of Illinois, I mean, he's really good in, in a lot of ways. He's, probably better than jpg but or jpj but um you know it's the name thing it's the bloodline right um you know uh, so uh, i mean that kid almost single-handedly beat michigan uh for illinois so um it's not like if we don't get jpj that the world's coming to an end but you know it'll take a while for steelers to get over it but it seems like all steel fans that's who they want even the pit fans like we'll take them
0: yeah yeah, we're perfectly I don't I don't care that he's a Penn State guy. Uh right. we got we got fryer moved and hey hey pickets yeah. Picketts okay with fryer move so <laughs> <laughs> if a pit guy can throw to a Penn State guy maybe there's maybe there's there's chance for peace in the world. Um but but what what just stinks about the draft is you fall in love with someone. You he was like, oh my god, I want him so bad. I want this guy, and then you don't get him, and it's like, oh, I'm heartbroken. So that's that's just the, the thing that stings. So it's just it's just hard getting fixated on one player. And yeah, who knows? I mean, it, basically, um, who is that guy? Uh, that other cornerback, Gonzalez. No, uh, maybe it was good. There's 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 another quarterback that that like early on was thought to um, get be, go to the Steelers. But like, I think now he's going to go like top 10 or something like that. So you never know, you never know if a team like really wants a cornerback and says, oh, okay, well this one's gone. Cause because I, th- I think Joey Porter jr. Is considered like the second best cornerback prospect. So
1: he is, he is. I mean, if the other kid, I mean, the other kid had like, he had like six picks this year. I mean, he had an outstanding senior year uh, and that's probably what put him over the edge um and, and you know he was on a lot of, illinois got was a good team this year you know they won a lot of nationally televised games they gave ohio state a good game they nearly beat michigan probably should have beat michigan um so you know when you again people watching right that draft that draft stock went flying high on him this year so uh and the other thing is for anybody else watching these podcasts and i'm not trying to compare us to other cities Pittsburghese has what I always call the draft, the Dan Marino syndrome. We'll never get over the fact that we didn't draft a local kid. I mean, you know, the Rooneys couldn't – didn't get over it. Dan Rooney always said he regretted it. You regret it. I regret it. All of Pitt Nation really regrets it um, because we always say, what would have happened if we would have had Dan Marino? I mean, I easily feel we have another Super Bowl in there. Maybe at least go to a few. we definitely probably win one or two with him there. Um and we're, I don't think we've ever gotten over that. At least my generation and your generation, as long as we're alive, you know, it's always going to be that local kid, that Aaron Donald, the Joey Porter Jr. You know, we're always going to have, you know, that that just that, that that will and want and desire. to. If there's a good local kid, we want him. Don't do what we did to Dan Marino.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I lived through those 80s teams. They, they really could have used the Dan Marino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just, oh, man, poor Mark Malone. Poor oh, oh. Poor, poor Mark Malone. He's like one, one of the most hated guys in, in Pittsburgh sports history. Just for being there. He was, I mean, he was okay. He just wasn't Terry Bradshaw. People were mad.
1: Yeah, and that's how I first remember the draft, too, because I remember my dad sitting there reading the paper. Why didn't, are you kidding me? why wouldn't they draft Marino? You know, because I mean, it's just because back then the NFL draft was hardly a thing. We didn't have cable, so we didn't see it live. Like, you know, ESPN carried it from its inception, but we didn't see it live. You know, we didn't see it until the six o'clock news and then the draft the next day. And it's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Dan Marino is the reason that, wow. Dan Marino changed my life. I never thought about that. Dan Marino is the reason why, I got, I fell in love with Pitt. yeah, And that's why I like, like when I was, when I graduated from high school, I'm like, there's, I didn't even look at any other schools. Like I got to go to Pitt. I just fell in love with Pitt because of Dan Marino. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, the thing with Lamar Jackson just is, is fascinating. Brilliant. I'd say there's a 50% or at least higher chance that he doesn't end up on the Ravens this year. And that's insane. What are they? I'm, as a Steelers fan, I'm thrilled. Good, good, yeah. good, good. More turmoil for the Ravens. Good. good what are yeah. they going to do if they don't have Lamar Jackson? There's like, what, Andy Dalton or something? Like, what are they going to
1: yeah. do? You know, they, what, the, what was the kid that was a third string kid that ended up making the Pro Bowl? Huntley. Um, Huntley. Yeah. Like, what? Like I mean, <laughs> if you didn't totally not respect the Pro Bowl anymore, that was the odd. Uh, yeah, uh, that
0: was the dumbest thing ever. So Mason Rudolph should have made the play, the pro bowl over, over that, that, that guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It does bring a lot of turmoil. I mean, uh, you know, remember last year we were sitting here talking how like that was turmoil. The Browns had turmoil with, with Watson and we're just sitting back, kind of loving it. uh, And you saw what it did to the Browns. Um, That Browns team is much better than what their record is. I mean, that's a good Browns team. Uh, And I mean, I, I say Chubb arguably still, maybe the best back in the NFL right now. Um, and they just can't keep their stuff together. And they finally have the players. Uh, and, and the Watson thing, I think, ate them up. It definitely ate up the front office. It definitely affected the coaching staff. And uh, I think this. I think you might see the same thing with the Ravens, Joe. I mean, I know the Ravens have been fairly competitive every year. You might see them take a step back. They, they might be the Browns of next year where, you know, Lamar doesn't report. He does report. He holds out, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: He is his own agent or his mom is his agent or something like that.
1: I think so, yeah. And that
0: is just a really bad idea. I get it. You want to save money, but you do not want to be in contract negotiations. Basically, it's the other team's job to say every bad thing about you possible to try to get, you know, you to you to, to, to pay less. You don't I don't I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear all terrible things about me. That's what the agent is for. Let, let the agent, you know, fight fight for you or whatever. Man, I, I can I don't blame Lamar Jackson. And and I know, and this is funny, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. This is all Deshaun Watson's fault because they gave him a fully guaranteed contract. So Lamar Jackson is like, Well, I'm as good as him and I don't yeah, yeah. get into any off-the-field trouble. So give me a fully guaranteed contract. And the Ravens are like, uh, no, you're hurt all the time. And you're 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 gonna wear down with your style. So no, we don't wanna do that. And that's probably the problem. And now I guess what is it? It, it, it wasn't an exclusive tag. It was a tag where he can negotiate with other teams. Yeah. In and just and the and the Ravens could maybe match it, but Matching if they don't offer, match yeah. it, it's, they it's get like two trouble strong tag. draft
1: picks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you like the Raiders, at least they tied up Josh Jacobs on the franchise tag. And Josh Jacobs, again, kind of quietly had a hell of a year last year uh, and probably now, you know, is going to try and have the best year or two he can to be a big draft free agent uh, in another year or two. Uh, But, yeah, you're right. It's a tag that's going to welcome a lot of uh, just a lot of bad will, I think. Uh, and then it, it's not going well there. Um, man, uh, it's going to escape me. The receiver, who I love, uh, even though he's a Raven, uh, Robert, um, can't think of his name.
0: Rashad Bateman?
1: Rashad Bateman. He had it out with uh, the GM this week because the GM said, well, we've never drafted. We or He, he kind of admitted, we have not been able to draft a Pro Bowl talent, a top-tier wide re- receiver. Well, Rashad Bateman took offense to that because he had a decent year. Uh, he had even a better year last year, and he's not happy. Uh, he took great offense to that, uh, and it's um, just—first yeah.
0: of all, uh, GM of the Ra- or of the Ravens, you're just ripping on yourself. It's like, well, we weren't, we didn't really, you really, really draft a good wide receivers. Uh, who drafted those people? you are you, ripping on yourself, there, dude. Um, right. Second of all, if I'm that, if I'm that wide receiver, I'm this. I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, screw you. Who are you to badmouth us?
1: Yeah, like he's you're, the, you're one the one that did up. this. Yeah, he's the only one that spoke up. The other guys can't be happy either. You know, so, I mean, it's it, – I think they're they are in a little bit of trouble there in Baltimore, which is fine by me, uh, and everybody else that bleeds black and gold. It's so just, it's, um,
0: Yeah, it's just weird. It, you know, you think of them as such a good, stable organization. They're almost just like the Steelers, and they are just all kinds of turmoil, and, and it's crazy.
1: Well, and that's right. That's just it. That's a great point. I mean, what makes you hate the Ravens? Because they run pretty well. Uh, I mean, they've, they've won a couple of Super Bowls. They've been there. It's been us and them. And now, you know, the Bengals are the kind of new kid on the block in a way. Uh, the Browns just haven't been able to get there. Um, nobody still respects the Browns. So it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, especially after last year. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, interesting to see uh, some chinks in the armor and the Baltimore organization right now, uh, where again, I think this is why we've talked about this in the last couple of podcasts this is a huge, huge off-season and draft for the Steelers. Probably the most important in five to 10 years. Uh, they got to get it right. Uh, they, they need to get it right in free agency. They need to get it right in the draft because there are things in place. Kenny Pickett, um, you know, the defense, Some, it, it, you know, they, they have George Pickens. They have the right people in place. So we got a great running back. Uh, it seems like the promise is there, but. They, there's some things that need to be done, some holes that need plugged, and that's why you know they want to stay steady, have good relations between the GM and the players, and really make the most of this year. Probably next year a little bit too, but this is a huge, huge off season for us.
0: They are one good off season from not only making the playoffs, but being. I mean, obviously, it's like Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. But then, other than that, maybe being the fourth best team in the AFC. Yeah. Hey, and then who knows what happens if you, if you make the playoffs? So I'm just but, yeah. but like you said, it's a big if. You gotta you you gotta hit. You gotta hit on those draft picks, and you gotta hit on those free agents. And if you do, every and every, everybody stays healthy, you got something possibly possibly something special. Possibly if if Kenny Pickett can make that jump. Uh, and maybe they take the reins off him a little bit, and maybe, you know, Matt Canada gets a brain. Maybe <laughs> it could be, this could be like a like a pretty good team, talking maybe 11, 12 wins, something like that.
1: I think you're right. I think that's definitely within reach. Was that you, you tweeted like a week or two ago, give me two words that would ruin your day, and I said Matt Canada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's about <laughs> it.
1: I couldn't resist, um, but no, you're right. I mean, because you look at the law, you look at a law, there's a lot of teams out there giving you an example of what not to doing. Mean, look at the Packers. I mean, they should have won more Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers than they did. I mean, they have failed mercilessly to get that guy, what he needs time and time again. Um, what was the one I saw this year? Like they could have had T Higgins. And they drafted that kid, the quarterback with a crazy, all the chaos there was Lovejoy or whatever his last name is. I mean, you could add T Higgins, who's one of the best receivers in football. He's probably the best high pointing receiver in the league. Uh, And he's he's on a great team with the Bengals. And, you know, it makes the Bengals a very tough team uh, to defend against with those two great wide receivers that they have and a great quarterback and a developing line. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, God, you know, you can just not do well um, at all. And, and, and then they
0: there. It looks like they're about to trade Aaron Rodgers, maybe to the Jets. And that's going to be huge. And then and then and then maybe hope that this Jordan Love is okay.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. Remember we drafted Jordan Love like four years ago. We're gonna try him now and see if that works. And I <laughs> mean, gosh.
0: That's the thing. I mean, That's the thing. The Packers never take a chance. They never – like, if they traded for Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, they got one or two more Super Bowls. They never gave Aaron Rodgers that help. Basically, they said to Aaron Rodgers, well, we'll draft some wide receiver in the second or third or fourth round, and good luck with that. Maybe he'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we wish you yeah. luck.
1: Yeah. Or, or the defense. I mean, it just, they just kind of let it lapse, you know, and it just it kind of felt reminds me of how the Steelers kind of have let the offensive line lapse. We just, I guess, assumed that, you know, uh, we Big were going to have guys. Yeah. You thought, yeah, you thought Castro was going to be there for 30 years. I don't know what, yeah. I mean, it was Obviously, they were starting to wear down a little bit and, you know um, I always felt too, that I wonder if, I know they always play the card at Munchak wanted to get back to family and everything, but, I wonder if Lundchak was saying these guys are starting to decline a little bit. We need to address offensive linemen in the first round and maybe he wasn't heard. I I, I still, I don't know that factually. So I'm not going to say it. I think there's other steel fans, that are, Oh, nobody listens. It's Tomlin runs it. Like, you know, Nazi Germany. I don't, I don't think that's the case, but you know, uh, or Tom Colbert did, you just got to wonder. Um, so, I mean, that's, I'm not trying to pick on the Packers because the Steelers haven't done well. I, uh, I always point out we we put, we picked that quarterback last year in the Bears, who we just knocked 10 minutes ago, drafted that offensive tackle in the seventh round, who ended up being an all-rookie, who ended up starting every game for the Bears, who ended up being a really good tackle for the Bears. And we drafted a quarterback that we ended up cutting. Like, yeah. How do you how did and we knew and we've had some line issues for the better part of three or four years? How did you not pick that kid? You know, how did well, you not see that?
0: Now they have with this Andy Weidel who who came from the, from the Eagles, they have a guy who supposedly really emphasizes the offensive and defensive line. So we'll see how this draft goes. Maybe they'll draft multiple offensive linemen. Maybe it'll just be all right. like offensive and defensive linemen.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay think, with that. I, yeah. I think what is that about a month and a half from now, I think we're going to be sitting there. I really think it's going to go either cornerback or defensive line. I think that's where it's going. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I mean, I just can't imagine that unless unless they go out and dr- uh, get a bunch of free agents, I can't see how those are two positions they don't address and add to. Uh, and, and you might be right. And a dark horse might be that an inside linebacker because uh, everybody knows that their depth is just so shot there um, and they need help. So, an- yeah. Um,
0: another thing they need to do is – you know, we just talked about ne- neglecting a, a position. They need to start thinking about replacing Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward is awesome and he's still awesome, but he's getting, he's been playing for what, 13 years now? Right. It's, it's he, time he to is. start, it's time to wean him off. He could still be good, but maybe, you know, don't rely on the really, the, the guy that's been playing a million years to, uh, well, just to be playing well.
1: And that's what I'm saying. It's not like I'm working on like, like the Castro, but like, it's not that you have to replace him right now because he's worn down. He's getting there. So you want to replace him now. So when he does get there and he's ready to walk away, he's ready to retire. Then you have a kid in place. No wait until he's done and then get the replacement. Yeah. You know, because you know, Cam Hayward's pretty much the leader on the team. Now the entire team, he's the captain. And I mean, you, like, if you get, if you bring in a kid like Puna Ford, you get a defensive lineman in a draft, what, what better teacher to have, for at least in how much time we have left with him, maybe what a year or two, than Cam Hayward, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think those are things that you they got to be thinking about. I, I would hope. Um, I mean, if you and I are thinking about it, you'd hope that they are. <laughs> so, you know,
0: no, it's you're right, the, it's the perfect scenario. While wow, he's still there, have him teach his replacements, right. perfect. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a perfect scenario, so we'll we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember them grabbing a good free agent offensive lineman. I think you have to go back to Flozo Adams, Flozo Hotel. I mean, he was a great, great pickup. Um, so you'd hope that, um, again, I love Ben Powers, left guard. I like Dotson. He's, he's okay, but I have no problem with Dotson being a backup.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with Dotson being a backup and uh, Moore. I think Moore is a great backup.
1: <laughs> he's, that's where he belongs. It's where yeah, he belongs. Say, hey, too.
0: if you need him, if you need him for a few plays, that's cool. That's who you it's want. Great.
1: Yeah. Not, not every snap. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He can sign. He can be one of the guys of the Steelers, bring in the dicks to sign that you never heard of. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, really exciting. Uh, it's it's going to be exciting to see what happens with free agency. And then. And then after all that free agent stuff happens, then then we really get into uh, draft talk. So I'd like
1: to see where we are in the next two to three weeks, Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head on that. It's going to be interesting.
0: It's going to be interesting. The other, other interesting thing is as of now, there's no cap space, but we know that doesn't mean anything. There's, there's a million no. things they could do to to free up. I, I think I heard that when it's all said and done, they'll have about $30 million in cap space once they restructure contracts and get rid of people that William Jackson schmucks making 14 million or something like that. So
1: what was Devin Bush making? I forget. Oh, he,
0: he was, what was his deal? Did they bring him back or was that the last year of his deal? Yeah,
1: Okay. You're right. I think it was the last year. So uh, that's going to be interesting too, because a, I want to see who I'm going to laugh at when he, when he goes. Uh, So, you know, um, Sorry, Devin Bush, not to pick on you, dude, but he again, there's a classic. Oh, no, he's people. he
0: he deserves all of that. Yeah, we he we, was Devin Bush was making up. six million last yeah, year, yeah.
1: so yep, yeah, so I think, yeah, they and I think what they'll do is they'll, they'll use some of that money to help get Alex Highsmith signed, hopefully, here soon.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. you got to sign Alex Highsmith, so that's going to take up some of the cap, and um, yep, yeah, yep. so we'll we'll see. It's exciting. All right. It really is. The 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 dead period that lasted a few days is
1: over now, and now we're, now we're talking football again. I love it. Uh, me too. Me too. It's going to be fun to see how that rolls right into the draft in April.
0: Yes, yes. All right. Hey, thanks so much, man.
1: Thanks, Joe. Have a good evening.
0: You too.